Iowa everywhere. Success in farming is all about precision and efficiency. Ensuring every seed, every drop of water, every nutrient and treatment counts. Terraplex Ag is helping farmers all over Iowa and the Midwest do just that. With precision ag drone technology and support from Terraplex, you'll boost your productivity and make timely and informed decisions, all while reducing your costs and increasing your profit. It's time to revolutionize your farming. Harvest the benefits with Terraplex Ag. Visit TerraplexAg.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of Making Mems with myself, Adam Pedersen, and the gorgeous Jordan Bohannon. I'm going to try to find a, a different adjective for you every episode. I was just going to say that. You called me like beautiful. I don't think you've called me cute yet, but you called me gorgeous, wonderful, adorable (laughs) eventually i'm gonna run out of words and just have to start reusing them that's all right just use them all at one time (laughs) speaking of adorable i i am rocking this purple shirt for the first time ever today i bought it for five dollars at the clay county fair and i think it makes me look a little skinnier than shirts i've chosen in the past for this episode so i'm definitely gonna put it in my rotation of pod shirts that i want to just keep reusing because the name of the game is to not look like a chubster in front of thousands of people. Clay County Fair. Let's go. Clay County Fair, baby. I love that place more than almost anywhere on earth. It is so awesome. I think I spent about $50 at bingo. Then I don't think I want to single again. <laughs> you spent $50 on bingo. I spent $50 on 10,000 calories worth of food. Well, I take the back. I take the back. I, I lied. I, I lied here. My girlfriend Carly's mom actually spent fifty dollars on me to play bingo. I wanted to leave several times, but she, you know she loves her bingo, and we're all sticking around. Uh-huh. Actually, Carly loves her bingo. Loves bingo. I haven't played bingo in years. I'd love to get into a bingo game again sometime. It's kind of electric. There was a lot of older people there, and I kind of, I like I would I wouldn't feel bad if I won, but it's kind of just like awkward, like. It's, Taking their well, social security. Yeah, well, no. I mean, it's a dollar to play a bingo game, but if I came up there and got a prize for winning a bingo game, there's 25 older senior citizens up there just give me a death stare. Another yeah. 26 year old is running, running, making a run for their money and bingo at their own game. Yeah. Hey, that's a risky take when you get into a bingo game. It's like it's like coming back like a senior citizen like let's say I was playing basketball and I see the senior citizen came back and beat me in a game of one on one like this just yeah you don't recover from that you don't yeah, recover you from that yeah but well uh, we are brought to you from the Channel Seed Studios we love our friends at Channel Seed and all the support they give to Iowa everywhere and all of our shows so shout out to them. Um, if you're a farmer looking for some seed in the future, give channel a look. Uh, they'll probably be able to help you out. It is a, uh, officially winter. I would say it has arrived. We've got about four inches here in Iowa look or in Elta, Iowa, looking at my window. Now it's of course, unnecessarily 35 mile per hour winds accompanying it, which is a joke. I hate the wind so much far worse over in your neck of the woods. 10 plus is what I'm hearing. Possibly more. I'm drowning. Help me. <laughs> Your favorite time of year, winter and snow. <laughs> yeah. I we talked about this a couple episodes ago. If you remember, Adam, this is my fate my least favorite time of the year. This January yep. period to it feels like this month goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Doesn't go depression away. kicks in. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad time. Bad time. February. I can get through February just knowing because it's a short month. But yeah, the month of January is just if you have a birthday in January, God help your soul, because I, I don't you're either a bad person or you just don't have fun. I don't know. Those are only two. Yeah, well, I, my birthday is February 23rd, and I have had probably 80 percent of my birthday parties in my life ruined from ice or snowstorms. And my nephew is born same day as me, February 23rd. And when he was born. I told my sister, I said, get ready for him to be disappointed. Canceled birthday parties and stuff. And already in his young life, he's experienced it like four times. Oh, that's kind of sad, though. 
I know it's a bummer. It's the way it happens, but see my, that's why you, that's why my, you make love in the winter and have babies, not in the winter. My, my birthdays in June, like just the best month of that. I would go to my grave saying that's the best <laughs> month of the year. You're probably right. You're getting finally past like wet season. It's officially going to be cons- <clears throat> what is going on with my throat? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Freaking throat goat over here. Anyway, um, are you getting yeah, choked I, up? I'm getting yeah. choked up talking about all my canceled birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would get. I, I'm with you. It's consistently warm. You can golf. Uh, it's not like eight billion degrees quite yet. June's a good month. Well, there's just so much on the horizon, and you just got over the long winter season. I yeah. don't know. Right Someone on. argue against me. I'm just saying July's up there because July 4th, but. You know, at the back half of July, you know, summer's starting to wind down a little bit. Yep. July, right. there's just so much to look forward to. There is, man. I'm June, excited. I mean, I'm in June. <laughs> I was going to say, what's he? What's this guy doing? He's backstabbing his own month he just talked about. Jeez, you are getting old, brother. <sighs> I have CT for my, CTE for my football days, but I didn't think he got it playing basketball. See, that's why... That's why I well I've taken a couple hits here yes. or there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um I came across a story that I'd like to share with you. Um randomly saw this on Twitter the other day. This happened like a year ago, but now it's resurfacing because of a lawsuit. Um in Orlando, Florida, there was a customer in a Dunkin' Donuts who lived, I think what most of us would say could be up there as like a worst nightmare scenario when you're taking a poop. I think most people think I don't want a snake to come through this toilet hole and do any damage to me, or I don't want this thing to blow up on me. And this man was pooping and the toilet in this Dunkin' Donuts exploded on him. He got covered in urine and feces. He walked out into the Dunkin' Donuts, like pleading for help. And the, the employees um, said, Oh yeah, we knew that that toilets had problems. (laughs) And so because of that, and like it wasn't like noted that this toilet's been having issues. He sued him for a hundred thousand dollars. They're in court right now. Um, apparently, he has lasting damage, not only mentally but physically. I cannot imagine what this physical lasting damage would be. I can. I mean, I can only imagine he's got like rectal issues or something now moving forward. Yikes! Would have been better if it was that Krispy Kreme. Hmm. Yes. No doubt about it. Uh, things come out smoother at Krispy Kreme than Dunkin' Donuts. So, and you know, and Krispy Kreme, they're probably just more responsible. Well, just just compare the name. Let's compare the names for a second. Dunkin' Donuts yeah. sounds really clunky and junky and just hard. And Krispy Kreme just the smooth flows off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Just sounds like it comes out of your mouth very smoothly. Yeah, and while we like double D's more than double K's, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I was, I was just I, trying to think I, double D's. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Sometimes I start going in a joke thing, thinking it's going to be a real zinger, and then I get lost. But you know what? And we don't edit this pod. We just put it out. So now everyone gets to watch my stupidity. Congratulations, Adam. Oh, well, well, good luck to this guy. I don't know whatever he's butt issues he's going through or whatever, but I hope it turns out for him. I hope he doesn't like hurt to poop the rest of his life. That would suck. Yeah, well, I've been dealing with that. So I feel you, <laughs> I feel you brother. You're eating too much fiber. I honestly, I think I am. Well, is that what does it? Oh, uh, a fiber, a fiber rich diet gives you the baseball bat poops. No, like it's like rabbit, rabbit little. <laughs> I don't know for sure. How many people do you think have turned this podcast off? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just curious. This is a this is I'm gonna Google pod. I'm gonna Google it and also ask some of my doctor friends and then come back with an answer next week. Yeah, just having little troubles over here. Any any help would be great. Thanks, right. guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna get an answer for you. Or if any doctor, specifically a poop expert doctor, is listening, reach out. Reach well, out. Poop's just a natural thing. 
poop is it like, really it's, is it's like farting i think we've talked about pooping before too like it's just like a it's a natural human that's mm-hmm. been it's like Everyone humiliating it. why is it so humiliating when you have to poop in front of someone well it's not for me but a lot of people refuse to do it in public and i don't get it like if you gotta go you gotta go everyone does it we don't like if you do it in public we don't like looking like ew you're disgusting like i mean everyone does it it's all good like do you think like what's the average time frame if if there is a time frame that's accurate Mm -hmm. when you get into a relationship how long is it until you can poop with the door open if anyone i'd never will ever do that Mm. you know what i'm saying there has there's couples out there that do that I'd say there's couples out there six months in. That's when you like, like really? if you see, if you're with in? someone, you're like, this is, I don't know. I feel like when you're with someone and you know, like this is the person you're probably going to end up with, you know, quickly. Now some people break up after a couple of years or whatever, but I think six months in, you know, like this is the one we're secure. I'm letting her fly with the door open. See, I don't know. I've never, I'm, I've been with Carla for four years almost coming up here and I've never, and I won't, I don't think I'll ever do it. Poop with the door open. Yeah. Well, uh, my co-host on my other podcast and someone you know, Mr. Ryan Burkhart, says that many things are meant to be kept private no matter how long you've been with someone. And that is what comes out of your body should stay behind closed doors. I like that. So you're doing things the right way, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just I, I need my privacy. It's yeah. not even like I don't really care. I guess I can't, I don't really care to be honest, but it's more just I I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, yeah, I hear you. A little stage fright. Yeah, well, it's not even stage fright. It's just like <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, you know what I mean. People mm-hmm. are listening would know what I mean. I I don't know. It's just like I I can't do it. You got to have that barrier of the door to the outside world. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, that was that's been Poop Talk with Adam and Jabo. <laughs> that's our new. Uh, that's a new name, actually. Yeah, Poop Talk. Scratching naked mems. We're scratching it. Yep. Poop Talk with Adam and Jabo, and we're gonna get uh, dude wipes. Hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about basketball. That's why most people tune in. I think uh, a man that you have a lot of admiration for. And you played for and gave you a chance to live your dream. Just became Iowa's all-time winningest coach. Uh, what do you think of that? Did that fire you up? Were you watching the game? Have you talked to him? Um, just just break it down for us on how happy you are for your man, Fran. Yeah, just extremely happy. Obviously, he gave me an opportunity to play at my dream university, and I will forever be grateful and know will have his back to the day I die. And I know the same goes for him as well, too. But um, just, a, just a wonderful coach, wonderful human being. He deserves all the credit in the world. You know, I, I hate that there's still even some Hawkeye fans that don't appreciate the work he's done. Obviously, I know people want Sweet 16s, people want Final Fours, people want titles. Um, and for the most part, he's been able to deliver on a lot of what he wanted to do here at the University of Iowa. I mean, you look at his record, you look at – the people he's passing, you know, Tom Davis was at 120. I think 127. Coach McCaffrey hit. Tom Davis at 126. I think they're at the exact same time frame almost on how long it took to get there. So, as much of a legend Coach Davis was too, mm-hmm. Coach McCaffrey deserves all the credit in the world as well. Um, he's been able to shift this program to to exceed expectations and now that we exceed expectations when he he got there in the first few years that people want more and whenever people want more i think in a fan base that means that they're able to be very you know very not spoiled but they're able to get a lot of you know entertainment from previous years teams to because they excelled new heights and and that's what fran did he took this program to a new level he brought in players. I mean, just look at the players he's brought in that weren't recruited at all. And he's mm-hmm. developed them into NBA players, to professional players. You know, I don't think I, I could have gone anywhere and anywhere else in the country and been able to been able to develop and had the opportunity to play in the G League. Like, I don't see that possible mm-hmm. in any other, you know, program because of how de- how great he develops his players. Um, and just, just extremely happy for him. I sent him a text after the game. 
like I normally do um, when there's, you know, accomplishment that he's had the last couple of years and just thanked him for, you know, believing in me. And he, I told him he's changed so many lives, the university continues to change even more because of the kind of person he is. And, um, you know, it's, it's just special to have that type of relationship with someone with the rest of my life, because he's, he's a guy that will always be in your corner and um, can't, can't thank him enough for what he's done for me, but more importantly, the the program itself. I think the program, as as much as they're struggling um, this year, which we'll talk about here, but um, he's been able to take the program to so so great m- memories and um, spots right now. And um, big like like we like we talked about, Adam. I was a hard job to coach at. It really is. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. It's one of the hardest jobs to be at in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, right off the top of your head, if you're thinking like Purdue, Indiana, Michigan State, Illinois, Michigan, even Ohio State, I mean, Iowa's maybe what, like, if a coach is looking at desirable jobs in the Big Ten, what's Iowa, seventh, eighth, maybe? I mean, I would argue... I would argue that it is probably a 12, 13, 14 job really? just based off just based off location, um, pay, um, history of the program, like all everything that encompasses a university. I would say that mm-hmm. they're I mean, you just go down a list. I mean, Minnesota's probably up there with being a better job too. Yeah, more um, fertile recruiting gowns up there, that's for sure. Uh, Wisconsin, Northwestern is a really great you know locational spot yeah um, what, what's the other one uh nebraska uh, yeah, nebraska is yeah. a great school with great facilities maryland yeah, yeah. maybe i was bottom of the bucket you got Rutgers out east their recruiting class next year is like top five it's just so, hard it's yeah. hard to get guys to iowa city iowa i don't care what anyone says it's hard it's really really hard to do yeah and it probably gives you added pressure too when you got i mean Iowa has lost a lot of big time in-state recruits over, especially from like when I was a kid thinking about Kirk Heinrich and Collison and then later like Harrison Barnes and all those guys. But it's, it's, it's when we do, I think there's a lot of pressure when you do get a big time in-state recruit to try to keep it, but then you got Iowa state you're competing with too. And Iowa state probably has a little bit more of a basketball tradition than Iowa. Um, And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, He's, uh, I guess, when you take all that stuff into consideration, the man's done a pretty darn good job, especially following the Todd Licklider years, which are to never be to never be spoken about for more than ten seconds at a time. Those were bad. Those were real bad. I mean, and that's the thing that I think people need to appreciate: just where the state of the program, just like where, where Iowa State was. I mean, TJ came in and. He was able to turn the program around just like Coach McCaffrey did in a very short matter. Yeah. That's really respectable, admirable, and I think he deserves you know so much more credit than what he's gotten. I'm just I'm just afraid, and we've touched on this privately that I'm just afraid that I don't I don't want to word this poorly, but him getting ending on bad terms with the university, him going mm-hmm. out on a way that he doesn't deserve, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how much years he has left. I mean, I would imagine I wouldn't be shocked if this was his last year, but if it wasn't, I hope whenever that time is that he he gets the recognition he deserves because he's earned every single second because of how much he's been able to do this 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 team and this university. Right on. Well, congratulations, Coach McCaffrey, and hopefully many many more wins coming down the pipe. It's going to be tough for. Uh, a coach to to pass him up. He's had a, he's been here a long time, had a lot of wins. It's pretty rare for a coach, unless you're an all time icon to be somewhere for longer than a decade. So um, this is probably a wins record. That's going to stand for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, you just look at that alone. Not many coaches coach that long in the big 10. No. Nope. All right. Well, let's talk some Hawkeye basketball here um, to get rolling with the basketball talk. Um, Iowa has had two games since we last chatted. We previewed the Wisconsin game. Um, so we'll talk about that one first. That was that was a frustrating loss. I feel like Iowa gave that game away. Um, very winnable at the Kohl Center that night. They came out with 
great defensive energy. Um, it didn't last, but man, that was something we talked about. They got to play defense. They got to get out. And they came out with great defensive energy. We're matching Wisconsin, you know, point for point. Um, some bad late turnovers happened, but did you uh, did you have a chance? I know you said you didn't get to watch a ton of it. I think you were still in California. Um, but I know I was kind of impressed in a loss um, that Iowa hung around and had a chance to win. But what do you think about that Wisconsin game a week ago now? Yeah, I caught up on the first half. I watched the ending of the game. Um, when we talked about last week about how that Wisconsin game always feels, you know what you're going to expect every time you play them. And they're going to control the tempo. They're going to do all the little things. And one thing I – Looking back on when we touched on it, Adam, I didn't touch on this, that when you're down to Wisconsin, six plus points, that's more like 15 point Mm -hmm. difference just Mm -hmm. just because how they play. I mean, yeah, they've been playing a little faster this year, but even then you look how they play. It feels like a lot longer when you're in the game playing against them. When you see and look up the scoreboard, you're down six to Wisconsin. It just always has. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something I think. I didn't touch on enough. If once they got down, especially in the Cole Center, it was going to be a really, really hard hill to climb up. And as you mm-hmm. saw, I think it, it was a tight game going to the second half. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin made a little run in the second half. It's really hard to close that gap to get. And, you know, they're pushing back. Like, they're hitting shots. I mean, they still scored 70, I think, 72 points in the game. Yep. Um, but they took some bad shots here. They, I don't think Payne scored in the second half. Um, nope. And you can't you can't have that when he's going to be he has to be the guy that's um, obviously um, Ben is doing really well and I think he's still averaging the most points on the team. Um, I don't think Peyton or Tony has passed him yet, but Peyton's going to have to be the guy moving forward to score those those points, and he can't have a, a half where he's not scoring anything in the, in the half. So, yeah. um, but Wisconsin just again they they try to out tough you, and that's what they did to Iowa. Um, I was I was happy with their effort. I think they played really well, but um, that was a game I think they could have gotten just because I don't think Wisconsin as is good as is as good as they are on paper as they are showing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was an opportunity for them to take that one because Coach McCaffrey. I mean, let's be honest, he he hates Wisconsin. He always <laughs> loves playing against Wisconsin to try to you know knock them off. But yeah, I mean, I was still happy with their effort. I think that they still showed a lot of character and. Um, I think they're starting to find their identity that they're going to be underdogs the whole season, but they're going to have to find a way to win games because nothing's going to be given to them. Right. And when I was watching that game, I was just thinking about what you said that morning on the podcast. You said how it's a slow pace, um, but you just feel exhausted. It's like a slow pace that somehow wears you down physically. And I think that's what led to those, to that loss specifically was Iowa was hanging with them. But I think as they got worn down, that's when those really bad turnovers in the second half happened. Like Iowa is doing a pretty good job of limiting the turnovers, but they're happening at horrible times when they happen. And those, they had like three turnovers in a few minutes span in the second half that led to a crazy off the backboard, oop dunk by Wisconsin. And then a three, and then the Cole center is going nuts and it goes from like a four-point game to nine, and then I'm like, yeah, it's probably over. That can't happen. And and I think that's what you said was Wisconsin might not run and gun, but at the end of the game, you are exhausted, and I think that's what happened. And uh, that's what led to some of those bad turnovers. And so hopefully other games, when it's not such a physical game like it is with Wisconsin, maybe – we can hopefully limit some of those turnovers at the end, but you were you were spot on with that assessment. It's almost like I played against that team. Twenty almost times. like you know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> twenty times, maybe like eighteen. Yeah, and watching my whole watching my whole entire mm-hmm. childhood. Yep. yep. Yeah, uh, I did like that. Um, Cricky stepped out and hit a three in that game. Um, and we're, we're going to get to the Rutgers game soon. He did go 0 for 2, but I do like that he's willing to shoot a 3. 
something also that you were talking about how we don't like long twos. Let's hit a three. Um, the fact that he's capable of hitting it, even if he can do it at, I don't know, a 30% clip, um, that could be massive for a few extra points here and there. And then Tony was, I think he was the kind of the guy that we've been wanting to see all season in that game. He really tried to put the team on its back, got aggressive, played well, had a ton of points, uh, got to the free throw line. But um, I think Wisconsin shot 20 more free throws than Iowa. So we're still not getting to the line enough. I kind of ate those words though um, in the Rutgers game, but we'll get to that. But did like to see Cricky stepping out, hitting some threes, hopefully in the future. Yeah, I think they're doing a better job. I, I mean, I could tell. I don't know if it was Coach McCaffrey himself, but someone, someone in the locker room, I think, addressed that that yeah. they were taking too many long twos because you can kind of see the shift in offense right now. That they're not they're not taking those shots hardly as mo- more as much as they were. Um, and I, and I know someone had to, because I know what coach McCaffrey thinks of those shots are just not great mm-hmm. shots. Um, and you have to be more efficient coming in a big 10 play as, as people are, the fan base is starting to see the, the, the margin of victory is so, so little in the big 10 and, and, and in general, obviously, but in the big 10, it's so more, it's so less, uh, the margin is so much less just because of mm-hmm. teams know what we're going to do. Every team knows what every team's doing in the Big Ten. So you only you have to run things the right way, but 80% of the time a play is not going to work. So you're going to have to be very, you know, imaginable with uh, with what you're going to do on the offensive end. But um, defensive end is too. I, I don't think I don't think I saw too much of – I thought I was going to see a lot more zone out of Wisconsin than I did – or out of – Iowa on mm-hmm. Wisconsin than I did. That was one. That was one area I was kind of surprised, but they did rack up the press a, a little bit in the second half, which I was wasn't shocked on. But right, I, I thought for sure they're going to play a lot more zone. Yeah. Well, you can't be right every time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Freeman, by the way, last thing I'll touch on on that game: a true freshman goes into that environment and has himself a heck of a game, making plays on defense rebounding i mean scoring down low backing guys down aggressively he is i'm so excited for this young man and his his hawkeye career is going to be fun to watch that's for sure yeah he's got a bright future i think he's his confidence came at all-time high when he was finally given opportunity to you know be in the starting lineup and now that he's doing what he's doing um you know that's a huge confidence booster you know i know that was for me we kind of had a similar starting path i didn't start the first six or seven games my freshman year then you know i had a big opportunity against notre dame at notre dame my freshman year and i made the most of it and that's exactly what i was doing he got an opportunity and he seized the moment um and you know who knows he, he might be the x factor this year that's able to you know take them to a three to four win win streak in the big 10 and when you when you can pull off a win streak in the big 10 that changes so much because you just shifted yeah. your whole entire conference, you know, standings, and that can that can mean a lot in postseason play. Right on. Well, after Wisconsin, um, Iowa moved on to Rutgers last Saturday, and um, I don't know if I don't think moral victories are ever something that an athlete like thinks is a real thing, but maybe Iowa took a little bit of confidence from that Wisconsin game into the Rutgers game. Rutgers, obviously not the most talented team on earth, but I mean, I'm a big fan of their coach. I think he's really good. They still have some decent players, but Iowa played well. Uh, Pat did not start. He was out with an illness. Dix got the start, and that was something that you and I had talked about. I mentioned him maybe being in the starting lineup. It looked like Iowa played with a little more continuity. Um, What you mentioned, like Peyton is the key. He was hot all game from three, had a great game. I don't know. The team just, they just seem to be flowing a little bit better together. Maybe that's just because of Rutgers and their style of play versus Wisconsin, but Hawks came out with a big win. I'm hoping it's the start of a nice little win streak, but uh, what's your thoughts on that, on that Rutgers game that was back in Carver where obviously, you know, home court is going to be a little bit easier, hopefully to get a dub. I mean, that was a must win. If they would have lost that, that game, I think it was not panic mode, but it's, it's time that we need to, yeah, figure out what the rest of the season is going to look like. Obviously, two bottom, bottom, I think there were bottom, both 
13, 14. Yeah. yeah. So fighting for dead last. But uh, it was a huge game because I, I've played in those games before. I remember my my sophomore year, we we played in a 13, 14 game. It was, me, it was us in Illinois. And how crazy is that? How good? Wow, that is wild. Of, yeah. How, how good that we became. Um, but it was a lot. It's a very similar. You know, you look at that year, my sophomore year, when Illinois was how they are, they had a lot of young guys that were going to stay for a while and their team was going to develop just like we did. I think a lot of similar to, with this year's team. You have some a lot of young guys. Obviously, you have a lot of leadership that are starting, but you have a lot of young guys that are going to get developed, and I think it's going to pay dividends moving, moving on later in their career. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was a must win. I mean, Rutgers is, isn't very good this year. They, they're a great coach. He's one of my favorite coaches in the Big Ten. Um, I have so much respect for him and, and his staff. But uh, that, that's a game. Yeah, it, it's a must win at home against a team that is old for. If you don't get that game, you're going to start to worry in Iowa City that things aren't, yeah. aren't going too well moving forward. But um, they got things turned around. They have another chance on Friday. I mean, this is this is what's so great about the Big Ten. You can start stacking wins quickly, but you can also start stacking L's really quickly too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, that was a win that if we want to get some momentum right now, we have another home game coming up on Friday. Um, I'm hoping that place is, is 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 bumping because that's a huge game. Nebraska's really damn good this year too, so it's going to be fun to watch. <sighs> yes, sir. And uh, we just don't like ever losing to Nebraska at anything. Um, <clears throat> Iowa was 21 of 24 from the free throw line, shot 50% from threes, got out rebounded by a lot against uh, Rutgers. Is it is it just has it come down to the point where we're gonna be dictated by whether we hit threes and get to the line because it seems like against every single P five team we play, we're going to get out rebounded. And um, in the games where we've got out rebounded and won, shot great from three, we've got to the line in games where we haven't, it's minimal free throws and not great three point shooting. So I kind of see a pattern developing here because we're still getting a bunch of assists and steals and stuff and um, limiting the turnovers. But it's just it's coming down to threes and free throws because other teams are going to simply get more opportunities because we're getting out rebounded, specifically on the offensive glass. Still seventeen to seven against Rutgers, but still got the win. Yeah, I mean rebounding is definitely going to be an issue this year. I don't see them out rebounding. I mean, if there is a team in the Big Ten this year, they might out rebound. I don't know if this is the year that they're going to do it. Uh, they might. They honestly might be dead last compared to other big 10 teams in that yeah in that rebounding battle this this whole year in this big 10 play um but yeah i think like i said another opportunity on the horizon but you're right if i think if we worry about just two areas on that on that offensive end if we take if we make more free throws than our opponents take that's one and then two um I'm spacing off oh, on two. If we're over eight threes a game, mm-hmm. if we make more than eight threes a game, we're going to set ourselves in a really good position to, you know, defensive guru coaches, Twitter coaches aren't going to like this, but we're going to set ourselves <laughs> up to be very, very um, efficient off the, on the offensive end and have a chance to outscore our opponent. I think, yeah. I think they have the opportunity to do that. If they want to go in 10 plus games, of the big 10, it's not going to be on defense this year. Just go out, score people. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as as much as people don't want to hear that, that's going to be the truth this year. Yeah. Yep. Right on. <clears throat> and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of the same off offensively, like points per game, pace, field goal percentage. Um, Iowa leads pretty convincingly in every category against Nebraska, except. Three-point field goals. Nebraska averages almost nine and a half threes a game to Iowa seven. So it's going to be – I mean, you wouldn't think we're going to come out in a zone against them, I would assume, because they're with Tominaga, and I can't remember their other their other big three-point shooter. Um, we're going to have to limit those. It's in Carver. Um, I expect Iowa to get a dub against Nebraska every time they play in Carver. But if you let Nebraska get going on threes, then you're in for a dogfight and anything can happen. Yeah, and Nebraska is a, a funny team because they're very, very – they're getting developed right now. And you're seeing the the recruiting and the transfer portal starting to pay off a little bit for Nebraska. They're getting guys mm-hmm. coming in. They're developing guys. 
Um, but I, I think Hoiberg has them in a really good spot and a team that's you know, destined to make the NCAA tournament if they continue to play well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a game that's the same thing. Like Nebraska, you got to look on the opponent's end too. Nebraska's fighting for NCAA tournament tournament conversation, and this is a game they come in and beat a Big Ten opponent at their place. That's that's huge for standings. And um, I, I, I see Nebraska being a tournament team. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they get to find that uh, find that point just because of the talent yep. they have this year. But you know, same thing with Iowa. You look on Iowa's end; they have a chance to knock off a team that's you know playing really well in the Big Ten. If you look at Seton Hall, that I didn't think Seton Hall was going to be very, very good at all, and they end up, you know, they're knocking off teams left and right in the in the in ranks. In the conference. Yep. It blows my mind. So that's going to end up probably being a quad one win for Iowa if Seton Hall yeah. continues doing what that they're doing, which is I never thought I was going to say that. Yeah, they've been. Uh, I have them written down as something to touch on later. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing awesome. Um, I won a lot of money on Seton Hall. A few nights ago or like a week ago it was awesome <laughs> uh anyway um yeah i uh nebraska hosts purdue tonight um anything can happen on the road in the big 10 obviously but i do see purdue coming away with a win and then uh if nebraska drops i think uh it would be three in a row because they lost to wisconsin purdue and then it would be iowa um then i'm looking forward to hopefully winning my bet that i have my friends on a very expensive steak at a very nice restaurant in Des Moines. They're big Nebraska fans. I'm an Iowa fan and another buddy, and we have a bet going about who finishes higher in the Big Ten. So I'm going to need Purdue to pull through tonight. I'm going to need the Hawks to win Friday, and then we're going to have to sweat out the season to see who finishes higher in the Big Ten. But I do not want to buy a $100 steak for my friends at all. What restaurant? Uh, It's called the Big Steer Tomahawk Mm -hmm. Ribeyes. I've never been there, but I've heard of it. Yeah, those big ribeyes with the bones sticking out, and it's like I don't know, thirty ounce ribeye on it or something. It's a tomahawk. Yeah. Oh, those things are. Oh yeah, worth baby. more than I am. Oh yeah, baby. So, um, yeah, I fully envision Purdue getting the win against Nebraska, and then I know the Hawks got my back. They're gonna come out, and uh, let's hope we get that win Friday in Carver. More uh, more snow coming Thursday and Friday, I'm thinking. So let's get inside Carver, warm up, get hot, get out of the cold to get hot, eat some ice cream, and watch a hawk dub. Sounds like a great time if you ask me. Friday night, is uh, is it late, 8, or is this early on? Um, It is. I got it right here in front of me. Doesn't say the time. Mm, Jeez. To be I look like an idiot. Oh, 8.30. Late oh. night basketball. Let's go. Gonna have to stay up late. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun Friday night. I can't I'm, wait. I'm starting to enjoy this time period because the first year, like I had fun watching the team, but I was like, I don't know, I was like too far not removed or not, I was too close removed from the team. So like I felt like I was still mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. wanting to like do something about it if they were losing or something. You know what sure. I mean? Yep. And now, like, I'm just having fun watching it just because there's not a lot of guys I really played with that much. And then there's guys that are coming in that are new that I don't know at all. So I kind of feel like I'm starting to get to the point where I'm starting to, like, remove from the team so I can start being a little more, you know, critical when I'm watching them, I guess. Because last year I was just like, I would text them, like, we got to figure this shit out right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um yeah, that that reminds me of something I was gonna say. I don't I don't know how to like talk about it and not sound like a jerk and don't want to put you in a bad spot, but I do um, think it's better for the team moving forward if Dix does stay in the starting lineup over Pat. Um, Pat, I think it says game time decision currently, but obviously that's four days away. So we'll see what happens with the illness or whatever he's got going on. But I know you know them personally, so I don't want to make you say anything uncomfortable. But I do I do think the Hawks looked a lot better with pat not in the starting lineup and dicks in there yeah no i mean that's a very fair point i think there's definitely upside for dicks coming in and, and starting i think he plays really really solid defense and um but you always gotta look at fran's fran's perspective um i, I think he always tries to play the the most offensively minded players i think patrick fits that perfectly because he is very, very offensive minded and can very, he can score the ball at a high clip when he gets hot. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so, but for whatever reason, whatever's bothering Patrick, whether it's illness or, um, he's hurt. I I think, I think this is a much needed time. I I just remember like Peter Jock, my freshman year, um, um, and obviously this is kind of different comparison, but kind of similar, but, Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't, he was kind of banged up. He wasn't really hurt, but he just needed some time to reset and, and get his mind back to basketball. And I think he took, you know, two to three games off. And I think we actually ended up winning both the games. Um, but when he came back, like we were so much better as a team because guys stepped up, they got more comfortable. They got more accustomed to playing different lineups. I think that was huge for us. My freshman year when Peter Jock did that, um, as much as we wanted him to be a part of the team, um, but he's, he's, he sat a couple games out and I think that might, might be really helpful for some guys on the team too, as well, that, you know, Patrick takes a little break, comes back and then he's able to, you know, recuperate and figure out, you know, a pathway forward for him to have a really strong ending of the season. Yeah. Right. on. Um, by the way, that's one guy we got to get on our pod. He is going to be playing in the Olympics, um, this summer for his home country. So we got to get Pete on here. It'd be fun to talk to him leading up to that. He just signed a G League contract. Congratulations, Peter Did he? Jock. He's with, yep. He's with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Oh, let's go. Yep. Yep. I'm happy for him. I know he's been battling some stuff uh, physically, and uh, he got a he got an opportunity, so happy for him. Right on. Well, that's awesome. He was so much fun to watch back in the day playing for the Hawks. So, all right, let's talk some Iowa State. They are um, – they're in they're in the thick of it, baby. The Big 12. They lost to Oklahoma. I'm not going to lie. I had Iowa State money line in that one. I didn't see Oklahoma as being as good as I thought they were going to be with the schedule they had played as they climbed the rankings. But, um, you know, Iowa State had a tough loss to Oklahoma. Oklahoma won. Um, they're maybe better than I thought. And now a massive game tonight as the Cyclones host Houston in Hilton not going to lie, I think I'm going with Iowa State again. I do think Iowa State pulls this out, but wow, what an environment that is going to be. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited. Like like we've been talking about, the Big 12 is just so powerful this year. It's going to be so much fun to watch them progress just moving forward. Like I know there's going to be bad times for Iowa State this year, just like there is with Iowa. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some losses that they're going to you know lose back-to-back or – know here or there but the fact that the how strong the big 12 is man Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm excited to watch some weekend games and watch you know even weekday night games just watch the progression of the big 12 moving onward towards the end of the season because when it gets to the end of the season there's going to be teams that are just so banged up so um, miserable because of how bad their body is because of the teams they've been playing on a night-to-night basis Yep. Um, like I had a lot of, like can't watching Kansas the other night, just unreal games that are <laughs> that was nuts that are going on. Yeah, it's just crazy. So much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and you got a team like um TCU, they're not ranked, but Jamie Dixon is a Hall of Fame coach. Like, you know his teams are gonna show prepared and ready to go, no matter the talent they have. And so yeah, it's it's that game was that game was crazy. I saw that your buddy Marty was there, did a little jersey swap with Hunter. Yeah, I was supposed to go, but I was traveling from from Dallas. But we're oh, gonna, that's a bummer. Yeah, have gonna, you ever been to Fog? I've always wanted to go to a game there. I haven't. Uh, I think we're planning to go back, but uh, maybe we'll have you tag along. We're, we're yeah. gonna get we're, we're gonna get Marty on the show. He's gonna come on for. We'll give him like a minute or two just to say some Heck crazy yes. shit. <laughs> if you have me tag along, I will buy the first meal of the trip. <laughs> oh, don't tell that to us. Hunter Trust might be expensive. I don't care. That'd be the greatest experience ever. I'll buy it. Screw it. Mar- Marty face Marty FaceTime me. I think it was on it was a night before the game. So it was what, what day they play? It was a. I think it was on Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. So he called me on It was either it was, Sunday or Saturday. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it wasn't it was an afternoon or night evening right before the game. And mm-hmm. he calls me and he's sitting in the car and we're talking and he puts the camera over and Hunter's driving. He goes in his in his like New York accent. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Range Rover right now. <laughs> He's like this kid's driving a Range Rover. He's in college. <laughs> Times have changed a little, haven't they? It's crazy. 
Oh, there is going to be an episode where if it's a little slow news day, we're going to dive into that hardcore because you are the man to talk to about all that. Yeah, it's a little it's a little different. Then you got Caleb Williams living in his million dollar a month penthouse. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't in, know in that. LA. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, USC posted a picture of Caleb Williams hanging out in his penthouse that he lives in that USC funded for him as part of his NIL deal that overlooks Los Angeles since like a million a month. It's a million a month? Yes. Dude, it's a massive penthouse in like the nicest part of town that overlooks LA. It's crazy how some of these college kids are living nowadays. I mean, I was going to say, as long as he wasn't paying for it, because that would be just a way... Uh, this is the only thing I'll say because I'll, I'll go on for 30 minutes. I'll, we'll cut it <laughs> off here. The only thing I'll say, someone needs to help these kids with their money. Like that is all oh. I'll say because it is yeah. – I'm worried. Like what you were just saying, I was worried that he was using his money to do that, mm-hmm. to, to rent a, a penthouse apartment. So as mm-hmm. long as it's getting funded, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, at 20 – imagine – I'm just thinking of myself at 21, 22 years old, that kind of money. My dad probably would have like driven to wherever I'm living and like tied me down and forced me to talk to a financial officer because there's no way I could handle money and be smart with finances like I am now at that age. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot (laughs) happening right now that there, even I look at agents. I'll say one more thing too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people getting screwed over by agents right now in, the, yeah. in NIL, and that worries me as well, too. There's just there's just a lot of sh- shit that needs to be talked about and put into yep. rule here, but we know how the NCAA it is. Yep. Leave it up to the NCAA to just throw freaking things out there and just without any regulation at all and let it turn into the Wild West, idiots. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to Iowa State tonight. I'm rooting for them. Um, man, I got Bible study tonight that I'm going to go to, but it pains me that I'm not going to be able to watch that game, but that's how it goes. I, uh, I am loving this college basketball season so much. I go to the farm, I work out, and then I just, I watch basketball. I'm a bachelor and I just love college basketball. Just love watching it. I think we're going to have to do a, a, a X live or can we do an X live video with like, have it being not pre-recorded? Is that a thing too? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should do a little uh, um, live stream on uh, on X with the game we bet on, and we just (laughs) yes, dude, yes, we need to. After watching the video you sent me of the Seton Hall, uh, I think a Providence (laughs) game, yeah. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about setting up my tripod in the corner of my living room and just recording me watching that the whole time and then having a buddy or try to find someone to edit it together because I think that would be so entertaining, the ups yeah. and downs. And so we have to do that. We should we need to do it multiple times. And we need to get we need we're gonna we're planning to do some lives after some Iowa games, but we need to pick a game to bet on and then do that. That would be freaking epic. Yeah, I agree. Just a random game too. Or we just travel to a game. Me Yes. We we've talked me and Marty talked about this. We just go to like some like low major major yes. team and we sit courtside and we just we have a yeah. bad <laughs> Yes, we have to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it'd be so much fun. Trust me, there's uh I got a lot of video ideas for Iowa everywhere that includes a lot of what we're talking about right now. It'd be so oh, funny. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Um before we bounce out of here and talk a little football to end it quick, I just wanted to touch on the Big Ten, the Big 12. We've done it a little and some national landscape stuff. Um, Purdue, like looking at the Big Ten, Purdue, still the clear-cut number one, but they played a home game against Illinois without Shannon, and Illinois like took them to the wire, was in it. Illinois is the real deal. I thought they were going to take a big step back after losing him, but – they bludgeoned Northwestern, and then they took Purdue to the wire at Mackey Arena. And so I think Wisconsin, Illinois, they're looking like the team that's going to be fighting for second in the Big Ten. I did think it was going to be Michigan State because they looked like they were turning things around. They got smoked by Northwestern, but Northwestern is not a bad loss now like it used to be, in my opinion. And the Big Ten just is just – it's chaos in, a, in like a – worse way than the big 12 because the teams are all kind of average except for a couple <laughs> yeah it's a it's kind of a weird year the more i think about it there's your top level teams mm-hmm. illinois 
Purdue, um, Wisconsin. There's just, and then there's like a separator of the mid pack. There's really like no bottom. I guess they're technically I mean, Rutgers. You can argue since they haven't won a game, but yeah, I feel like everyone after that is just, and it's usually it, it's kind of similar to that, but it's usually just one team or two teams that are the clear cut favorites. But now there's there's about three or four you could say that could yeah. win the title. But there's also then there's eight to nine that are just who knows. Yeah, yep. you have no idea. Yeah, chaos. And uh, and don't look now, but your Minnesota Gophers have won seven in a row, and they sit at twelve and three. Iowa with a great chance to uh, to beat them after the Nebraska game. And uh, yeah, Minnesota. Who knows what to think about them? They haven't. I mean, they've done good in Big Ten play, but they haven't played a ton of teams out of conference but they've won seven in a row they're at 12 and three and so who knows the conference is crazy minnesota itself i can never explain the team minnesota to you i i can never ever do it they're always so good and they're then they're so bad the same year it makes no sense <laughs> very inconsistent yeah oh uh, those richard patino years were were something else you never knew what you were getting with them tough team to bet on yeah, and I loved Richard Bertino. He was—I mean, he was a family favorite of ours. He would always talk to our family, and nice. Uh, yeah, he's very, very great person. But for whatever reason, dude, like that was such a weird teams. Like he had, like, yep, guys that were NBA caliber players, and they played like a number one team in the country one night, and then the next night they lose to like a Northwestern who was zero and nine in the Big Ten. Yep. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. But that's Big Ten basketball for you. <laughs> that's Big Ten B-ball, baby. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Seton Hall, looking like it might become a good quad one win for the Hawks. They beat Providence. They beat UConn. They beat Marquette out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Seton Hall looks like a juggernaut to be dealt with. Um, the Big East is just completely up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. UConn, I think, is probably most people's favorite still. I like Marquette, but... Marquette has let me down multiple times when I thought that they were going to step it up and get it together. And the Big East, I mean, Big 12, Big 10, Big East, I just sit there like a complete degenerate and just eat this up. I love all the games. They're so much fun to watch. So um, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, that Seton Hall's playing better. Helps the Hawks resume a little. Yeah, I haven't I haven't placed a single bet this year, and I usually like last year. I, I won't I won't say usually because I never. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I never <laughs> I never did in college. I was so anti. And that's gonna be last, a great clip for social media. <laughs> last year and last year, the first time I I did it, uh, I got kind of like obsessed with it because not from like a winning money aspect, but from like knowing these teams aspect because I knew these teams and coaches so well. Yeah, that I wanted, I wanted a piece of it, you know. Insider and, trading, yeah, dude, <laughs> literally, no, it literally was like kind of insider trading at first. <laughs> but now, like, I, I stepped away a little bit, and I don't like, I don't know if I have the willpower to go and do what I did last year because of, I don't one, I don't really know these players anymore, and two, it's kind of like time consuming to sit there and like figure yes. out what you want to put on, you know. That's why you got to be like me. Just be married to a podcast and cows and have no female in your life and just be a degenerate. <laughs> it's so time consuming, dude. It's like literally like it's day trading. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I just want to shout out a man that I don't ever think deserves to see the court over you, but he had a big game and beat in Texas the other night, Joe Toussaint for Texas Tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to him. I had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he's a good, great buddy of mine. I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, I talked to him a little bit in the offseason. Just excited for him to take a new adventure uh, to Texas Tech. And, yeah, um, I mean, he, he seems happy. He's playing really well, leading the team. And that's something I always talk to him about when I was at Iowa. I wanted to carry him and um, have him become a really good leader because I know he was really, really skilled, but leadership is such a hard quality to, you know, learn and understand. And I, I tell you what, that guy was all ears. I've had a lot of teammates, Adam, through, through my years of college basketball, obviously, yeah. 
but he was one guy that when you talk to him, he was he kept his eyes open, didn't blink, and his ears open every time he he said a word. Did not interrupt you. He said yes, sir. I'll get it done. Like he was nice. He was one of the most coachable kids I've ever been around. Well, I love to hear that. Well, I'm glad he's having some success then. No surprise at all. No surprise. Yep. Right on. All right. A little football chatter here before we bounce. Um, congrats to South Dakota State football. Ever since losing the opener to Iowa in the 2022 season, they have won two straight titles, haven't lost since then. Um, Adam Timmerman, former SDSU legend and all-pro, pro bowler in the NFL and Super Bowl champion and friend of mine, played for them. And sometime we got to get him on the pod. He's got some awesome, crazy NFL stories from playing with Brett Favre and those Packers teams and Kurt Warner and those Rams teams. But uh, shout out to keeping it in the Midwest, the Dakotas. It seems like it's always just it's North Dakota or South Dakota where the titles are coming from. So congratulations to South Dakota State there. South Didn't Dakota State. Any comments? Yeah, that was that was so random. Um, I don't. I don't really know much about the University of South Dakota. Is it South Dakota State University? I yep, said it South wrong. Dakota State I even University. Said it wrong. SDSU, I even said it. ma'am, that wasn't great in Brookings. Yeah. Shout out to them. Which, which is crazy because my girlfriend's from South Dakota. I should know more about yeah. that state. They but, have a ton of kids from football and basketball. There's a lot of kids from Iowa that are fringe D like p5 that aren't quite good enough that go to south dakota state there's been a lot of kids from my area that have gone and played at south dakota state um over the years football too so they uh they know how to they get the tough nosed like midwest kids who are really close to being big time but not quite and then they turn it into titles there at that well, they level have a, they have a basketball player from iowa matt mims he went to cedar rapids mm-hmm. um he's a point guard for south dakota state yep before that, they had a kid from Sac City that uh, played against my hometown Reed. team who went and played there. Reed telling he's yeah. in. He, uh, he played – I played AU ball with him. He's a good dude. Oh, nice. I watched him completely torch Elta multiple times. Yeah. He beat <laughs> us. We played – I think Dom was on the uh, on the team. Yeah. Nice. He would have been – it was my freshman year. We played him in oh, – where were we? Maybe it was my sophomore year. We lost them in the Cayman or – yeah, I, don't remember. I remember that game. We played either Cayman or Destin. I don't, or it was my sophomore year, so it would have been Cayman Islands, yeah. But they were also out, outside jet skiing and having fun while we were inside <laughs> watching film, too. So <laughs> No shots thrown. Just <laughs> No shots. <laughs> um, all right. Let's wrap it up here with talking about the Hawks. The defense next year is going to be amazing. Just uh, Castro's coming back. Schulte, Higgins. Um I don't know. Uh, Nick Jackson. I mean, the defense next year is probably going to be even better than this year. Reloading, um, but we did lose Coop. Congratulations, Cooper to Gene. Getting to live out his dream, being from a town of, I think, like 700 just down the road from me to being an All-American and now going to probably be drafted in the first round. It's honestly crazy stories like that are so rare, and I'm just happy for the kid. You can't be mad at all that he's leaving. Like, what an unbelievable opportunity. Congratulations to Coop. I'm happy for him. I think it had to be a really hard decision. A kid that grew up mm-hmm. in Iowa in a small town. I mean, what a story. Just so it's, it's incredible where he came from to what he's doing and where he's going. Not a lot of people are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Very. That is a point. We're talking point low tenth percentage yep. of people are able to ever have that path. And that is truly really special yep right on and there's probably going to be an offensive coordinator hire and other stuff in the in the coming days that we'll chat about but um congratulations to coop pump for next year's team with the deep vents we're bringing back um a lot of hope so we do need to shout out um the iowa event center proud sponsor of iowa everywhere and partner with us awesome shows and concerts to go to there for country music fans hard rock fans there's family shows, there's comedians, you name it, they've got it. So check them out, support them. And also uh, Terraplex Ag, you heard their ad in the beginning of the video. Um, we love them. They are at the forefront of farming with drone technology and can help you revolutionize your farming game 
with how you apply things via drones or get pictures via drones of your field to help improve your farming operations. So you should most definitely check out Terraplex Ag. We love uh, their support that they give to this podcast and Iowa Everywhere. So check them out as well. Um, just a bunch of, you know what you do if you work with Terraplex and you make more money on your farm or if you go to Iowa Event Center for a show, you're just going to be making some memes, baby. And that's all you want to do. I love it. We're going to end the show just like every single time. Like, that. yeah, I love it. Just work I with them. It. Make memes. Yep. Simple as can be. All right. Well, um, let's hope Iowa comes out, gets a dub against Nebraska. Good luck to Iowa State tonight against Houston. Kelvin Sampson, welcome back to Hilton. And uh, until next time, keep making memes. Jabo, you're the man. You're the man, dude. Love you. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody. Iowa everywhere. Thank you.